Hey everybody, it's the Melrose Place Podcast, where we re-watch, recap, and analyze every single episode of the hit 90s TV series, Melrose Place. Yeah, I'm Jenny. And I'm Dan. We got a Twitter question from Mick Ruby. Mitch Yay! Ruby. Uh, she wanted to know how we felt and if it's weird that Amanda would go for Billy because he's such a jabroni. Um, yes, I think it is bizarre. And it's funny you should bring this up because in my notes this episode, I did make a note saying How the hell is Amanda interested in this guy? There's this whole scene where they talk about what they wanted to be when they grew up. And Billy references how he really idolizes Hemingway. And I'm like, dude, I do not buy that this, like, surfer kid, like, he just reminds me of, like, your quintessential, like, 90s. Like, oh, I just got done rollerblading and then I'm going to go jump in the water on my bodyboard. Like, that's who he reminds me of. I don't buy that he is this, like, hardcore reader and, like, aspiring author. Okay. I I get what you're saying, but how about this? Like, Amanda Woodward from uh, the way she is now, what we know about her is that she's no nonsense. She's a workaholic, and she, like, fights to get what she wants and she's sort of a take-no-prisoners type of person. And the only way that this makes sense is that if she is, uh, you know, escaping something through Billy. Like, like she would want Billy around because she he emulates, cha- like, adolescence. And she's like an escape. It's, he's an escape. So do you think it's not weird that she's interested in him? I think it I think it's weird that she's into him, but I can understand from that perspective if I'm diving deep in, I can understand why she would want to be with him. Because maybe maybe she he reminds her of the childhood that she never had cuz he's such a jabroni. <laughs> Well, great topic to bring up. Thank you so much for the question, and keep them coming. But they're to- I mean, they're totally opposites. They- yeah. And he kisses like a mule. Okay, so let's start from the very beginning. Okay. <laughs> My new partner, episode twenty-three, air date February tenth, nineteen ninety-three. We're kicking it off at Billy and Allison's. And Billy basically is like, "Welp, I'm still gonna see Allison. I'm, I'm still gonna see Amanda." And then Allison is basically like, "It's hard out of the gate." She Allison's pissed. Yeah, and she's just like, "So did you sleep with her last night? You guys talk about me." And Billy's like, "Look, I didn't sleep with her. There is some kind of a line." And Allison basically just, um, 
She's goes, done. Well, yeah, and she goes over all of the points that she did last episode by saying, I told you I don't want you to date her because she's my superior at work. I told you I felt like it was an invasion of privacy. And yet, you totally went against everything that I said and all of my wishes. And all you can think about is yourself in the situation. And I am really disappointed in you. And she's just like, bye. And Billy's just sitting there. Sucking down a gallon jug of orange juice. Of Minute Maid, okay. By himself. Yeah, that's right. So, so now we are going to cut over to the lovebirds, Jake and Joe. And Jake, he shows up. Just, he doesn't eat. <laughs> he is very small. Like, I mean, like Jake, for being so tough, he looks so, like, malnourished. <laughs> Well, perhaps it's because he just makes juice and toast. He yeah, comes he in, up. wakes up Joe, and is like, hey, my lady, here's your juice and toast. And she's thrilled. She wakes up, oh, what did I do to deserve this? Yeah, if, it's like, you, if you rolled up into bed, prepared me juice and toast, I would be like, what? You would throw it across the room. I'd be like, what is this nonsense? I could make this myself. <laughs> Right. But um, who, all right. So, and he's wearing like these hospital issued all white boxers. You had such a problem with this. They're and very I don't, strange. No, they, they're just regular white cotton boxers. And Dan is acting like they, like he's never seen underwear that could look like this. They're not like forgiving boxers. I mean, boxers get dirty. Like, this kind of white, it's like a really stark white linen. Okay, I think that just says a lot about you and your relationship to your underwear. I'm just saying. What are you trying to hide? There might be some skid marks in old Jakey Poo's boxers. (laughs) Does that happen to you a lot? No, because I don't wear those boxers. (laughs) But they're weird. Well, anyway, Jake basically talks to Joe and says, I'm so happy. I've got everything I've ever wanted. I'm in a great relationship, and I have a job and that's it that's all yeah, jake ever wanted like, this is i got a million dollars right now and joe is just so smitten i mean they've got chemistry on the screen it's it, it's fun to watch them interact um yeah they are they are very believable as a couple and you know it's they're very happy and jake is just telling joe hey you have a lot to do with my happiness and i just am in a really good place right now and i love where we are but in my in my notes here i have something bad is going yeah, to happen not gonna last long yeah not gonna last long so we go to D and it's awkward yeah, so Allison, uh, Amanda comes to Allison's cubicle and drops off some photos, and she asks, Allison, are we okay? I talked to Billy last night, and I had no idea that my going out with him would have set you, uh, have upset you so much. And Allison's like, well, Amanda, I gave you so many signals. Yeah, and I'm like, what? How is that even a valid argument? Yeah, she's like, remember, I got sick, and like, I didn't want you guys to, to go get Chinese food. I didn't want to play Truth or Dare. And Amanda is pretty much like right out the gate. She's like, look, I don't read signals. I am a straight shooter. If you didn't want me dating Billy, you should have told me up front. And this is their first beef. 
first of many. Right. Because from what I vaguely remember of Melrose Place, Amanda basically owns Allison. <laughs> <laughs> like, she is a slave. So they end this conversation by Amanda saying, if I were you, I'd take a look at your relationship with Billy and the feelings that you have for him and really explore where this is coming from. Right. It seems like a hell of a lot more than a roommate situation to me. And she storms over to her desk, sits down, and then does one little like side eye glance back to Allison just so she knows that she ain't playing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, Allison's left commercial break to like... Just stew. Soul search. Oh, what am I going to do? Yeah. So we find out that Jake can't get paid this week from Rusty's bikes. And he goes into this story about how if this happened to his dad, if his dad was paid less or late... He would punch people in the face. Anybody. He was Anyone. Like, he'd go find out anybody. Even And he said even if he was paid a few cents yeah. short. You're getting, you're getting a knuckle sandwich from Jake's dad. For and, being a few cents off. And I will say, this is... Jake talks about his dad a lot. He's got a lot of daddy issues. He yeah. does. Remember when he was sucking the feet of Joe? And he was like, my dad liked whipped cream. I squirted him with it once. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that. Yes, he did. He did. Check the Instagram video. Oh god. He's okay. like, he's like, yo, yeah. I I have weird memories of whipped cream. Squirted my dad with him once. <laughs> it's like what? But yeah, he talks about his dad a lot. Well, as he's telling this to Joe, Joe's phone rings and it turns out it's her ex-husband's lawyer. They're in the middle of getting divorced and apparently the husband wants to kind of buy her off and wants to give her money. And Yeah, she- it's very vague what, what this money is for. She's like, I don't care. I just want a divorce. Probably alimony or when you get married, you get a part of their assets. But, I mean, from what we've heard and learned about Joe's former life, she was living in a penthouse on Fifth Avenue. This was a very well-to-do family. So, in my brain, I'm thinking, like, this is a very large number. I'm like, oh, my God, like, this could be millions. But she makes it seem like she's going to be paid to be quiet about something well no when she hangs up the phone she tells the lawyer look i don't want any money i just want to get divorced i want everything to be finalized i don't want anything goodbye hangs up and then she starts talking to jake about how this family just wants to buy you off and it's all about keeping you quiet in the fact that like they can lord something over you you know, and it's what, 50 grand? It's $50,000. Boo. No, I know, of course, back in, now we're in 93, that that may have been a little bit more than what we think of $50,000 today. And not to say 50 grand is like, oh, that's nothing. I'll wet my butt with 50 grand. I mean, I would be thrilled if someone gave me 50 grand. But if you want to give us 50 grand, you can. Get, you can. Patreon.com. Uh, we will we'll accept it. Um, <laughs> But you, from what like we've learned in the past, I'm thinking like this this alimony could be millions, and it's like I'm like fifty thousand dollars. You're getting yeah. shortchanged, girlfriend. And Joe's like, I can't be bought. 
Right. It's about pride. <laughs> That's right. She's all like, it's all about my pride. It's about my pride. I'm not going to take it. Um, so we go back to Billy. And, oh, I was going to say, I hate their love music. Their you jingle. T- no, you know I, hate I hated it. too. Their yeah, like, little love too. theme. It goes. Dee, 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 dee. Dee, 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 dee. Oh, oh, wait. Dee, 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 dee. Yeah. Dee, 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 dee. Yeah. Dee, 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 dee. Yeah, okay. Not the, it's... Not the dangerous love no. music. No. Dee, 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 dee. Oh, gosh. I mean, it's really turned a corner. Whoever yeah. is doing the music for Melrose Place, they're experimenting a lot. We're seeing a lot of the same, like, melodic but, themes coming yeah, up. At the same time, they're not exper- experimenting a lot because it's the same love music. Well, because it's There's the same. two different love musics. That's it. <laughs> if it's going good, it's one. If it's going bad, it's the other. Okay. And then they experiment with the... In this episode, there's like a there's like a keyboard sound effect that's like <laughs> it reminds me of like a monkey being like <laughs> if you can find it, if you can find it, we'll give you a prize once we get some merch. Oh yeah, you're getting a prize if you can pinpoint that little <laughs> sound effect. <laughs> find it. Tell us the minute mark of it. Okay, so so um, Allison. Allison, the next day at D&D. No, babe. Huh. What? So, Billy is leaving. So, we go back to Billy and Allison's house. Mm-hmm. And Billy's leaving. And um, Allison, like, really takes Amanda's comments to heart. Yeah, she's, like, super soul search. Yeah, and honestly, like, how Amanda threw that out at her, it was almost like a dig, like a stab. Like... Oh, you're you like Billy in a different way, and and really, I don't think that Amanda meant it for Allison to really like explore her feelings for Billy. But we know. Well, here's the thing with Allison: it's like she, like since Jane isn't on the show anymore, basically, <laughs> Allison is the purest, uh, most innocent character. She. She is all all the best intentions, and she she takes what you say and she like implements it into her well, life. Well, yeah, she's very by the book. If someone yeah. tells her to do something, especially the hierarchy of her job, this is her yeah. superior. Like if if you walked past her and you were like, "Hey, girlfriend," she'd like meet you in the break room and be like, "I'm not sure if I said something weird, but." I didn't realize that we were girlfriend and boyfriend. <laughs> like, yeah. she doesn't... Just... She takes things very... She might be on the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, she just doesn't understand when someone's like, Hey, why don't you look inside and see what's going on? She's like, do you have a periscope? Maybe I should. So, Billy's leaving. He's going out on a date with Amanda. And she's like, look, I really just want to to talk about how how this everything got messed up and I know I can be a little rigid and I didn't do it on purpose I just think I've been really jealous of Amanda she's beautiful talented accomplished and she's going out with you and 
I think we should talk tomorrow about our feelings and just air it all out. And Billy's just like, yep, okay, we'll talk. <laughs> well, he's like, well, I'm still going to see Amanda, so there's really nothing you can say. Yeah, he's like, all right, see ya. Bye, I gotta put on my, my chucks now. <laughs> so now we cut to a new location, the ice skating rink. Oh, yay! Where, where Billy... Uh, you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad that Billy and uh, and Amanda know how to skate. Because normally this would just be a bunch of jib-jab, like, mashed up leg shots of people ice skating. Like, they were actually ice skating. Yeah. And doing, doing some camera work. There was no, like, close-ups on, like, the feet, like... Well, we you know learned... What I mean? No, I get what you're saying. I mean, I don't think... Like, remember all the shortcuts of people... Like the dangerous walk from shooters to to Melrose. I place. know seeing people's feet move across the ground is like a That's ongoing a theme in Melrose Place. Yeah, so they're they're skating, and again they're talking about the arts and and like just backstory, right. and basically Amanda is to the point where she is just fallen. For old Billy Campbell. Right. She says that she wanted to be, her dad wanted her to be a figure skater. And this is when Billy talks about Hemingway and how he idolizes him and how his sentences were crafted with such care and strength. And again, Mick Ruby, this is when I was like, dude, you are full of shit. Like, I do not yeah. buy this from this character Billy, at all. He types with two fingers. And he wrote the worst script on the planet. Yeah. And Allison, <laughs> Allison burned it on a Weber grill. <laughs> and that's when Amanda looks at him and is like, Billy, I'm starting to fall for you. But Billy doesn't say anything back to her. Yeah. Because I think really he's toying with the idea that Allison could really like him. I guess, but... I just think Billy, he's sort of like, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. No. So because he, he's just like, whatever. Well, kiss no, me. because we go to the next scene and Billy stops by Jake and he's like, look, Jake, we need to talk. Things are getting pretty complicated in my life. Right. And it's like, of course. But not before Jake gives Billy his own coffee. Yeah, he's like, you want some coffee? And Billy's like, yeah. And then just gives Billy the coffee cup that he was drinking out of and then pours himself a new coffee. And notice that Jake never holds a coffee cup by the handle. Ever. He's okay with getting burned. He always holds it, like, the wrong way. Like, grabs it. So Jake and Billy are talking about what Billy needs to do with this whole Allison wanting to talk situation. Right. And he he acknowledges, well, I know Amanda really likes me. I mean, I just dropped her home last night and I just gave her one little kiss. And I know she wanted me to come in, but I didn't. I just left. Oh, Billy, you're so restrained. <laughs> I, and he said that he felt guilty because he kept thinking about Allison so, Dan, I think you are incorrect that he does have a thing for Allison. And I think now he kind of has his pick between these two women that he feels strongly for. Well, if, you know, if this is the, the narrative, 
it's not done well by <laughs> by Billy. It does it doesn't it doesn't show up that he really gives any care about Allison. Okay, well, you know? it's just like whatever. Well, I have these. I have a meeting with Allison at two, and I'm dating Amanda. Okay, but anyways, Jake tells him, "Well, go talk to Allison, you dumbass." Right. So they make plan. Well, Billy makes a plan to talk to Allison that evening. Right. So we head over to D&D and a big bouquet of roses are delivered to Allison. And of course, Amanda sees this occurring and Allison is just shocked that she's getting these roses. But she kind of has an inkling like, hmm, this could be from Billy. Yeah, she's really psyched. And she's, she's like, she's eager to let the world know. So she takes the card, and the card says, To Allison, from someone who cares very much about her. Mm-hmm. And Amanda comes over, Wow, who are these flowers from? Well, it doesn't say. This is what the card says. Oh, come on, Allison. You have to have some idea. And then Allison, I, I couldn't believe that Allison was so forthcoming, which thinking that it was from Billy that she would tell this to Amanda. She she wanted to throw it in her face. Well, I don't know what her motivation is. I think that it might just be because Allison is genuinely a goody-two-shoes girl, and she was telling her superior, you know what? I took your advice. I did a little bit of soul-searching. I went to Billy and told him that we need to talk about our feelings for one another, and uh, that's what we're going to do tonight. And Amanda, I don't want to get in the middle of between what you guys have, but we really need to explore these things and maybe we'll continue to be friends and maybe we won't. I'm like, girl, why would you say that to number one, your boss, who's like totally dating this guy? (laughs) I just was like, yeah, how was the rest of that work day? That's what I'm wondering. And Amanda like looks at her like with a little smile like, oh, that sounds great. Oh, great. And then she gets on the phone. and But that happens later. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Allison gets the flyers. She thinks it's Billy. And then we cut over to Jake. He shows up at uh, Rusty's Bikes. And uh, <laughs> I love Rusty, by the way. It's not looking good. <laughs> we we don't meet Rusty a lot. No. But he comes out and he's just like, well, guess he probably figured it out by now. And Jake's like, Jake is working on a bike like in a parking space in front of Rusty's bikes. Like this should be happening in a garage. He ha- they have a garage there. We've seen it many times. Nope. Not for Jake. <laughs> Jake is either working on his bikes in the... By the pool? By the pool? In Melrose Place? By the cash register. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Of Rusty's bikes. Or now in the parking lot. But so Rusty lets Jake know, hey, bud, you're laid off. But, consolation, you can keep your bike as long as you make the payments on it. Just like you were paying me, you're going to pay the bank. And Jake is just like, okay, cool. (laughs) He rolls out. He's like, I know I owe you a couple weeks back pay, but... Not going to be able to get that to you. Yeah, that is that is not a consolation. If, I would be pissed. I would too. Like, but bro, you better give me my goddamn money or I'm going to act like my dad and punch you in the face. <laughs> and he only did that if you were a couple pennies short. Yeah, yeah. 
So we head over to Shooters. It's later that night. And I got to tell you, I am like, I'm watching this and my heart is like, pounding what oh my god i'm like oh what are like billy and allison are finally gonna hash this out what is it gonna be and before i saw this coming a mile okay dan did call this but i did not know i were like so anyway we go into shooters and actually terrence and Rhonda are sitting at a cocktail table yo i thought they were extras at first <laughs> i was I like too. why is the camera going into those extra oh <laughs> Wait, that's Terrence and Rhonda. Hey, guys. But you know what? You guys are still on the show? Yeah, for like um, like less than a minute. And all the, all the writers through them was just tell them you're going to a show again. All they do is go to plays and shows yeah. and operas. So that's what they're doing, and they're out of there pretty quickly. And Allison is there. She's kind of nervous. She's looking around for Billy. She grabs a seat at a table and orders a soda water. Yeah, soda water with lime. And she's just going to sit there and, and sit tight. And the suspense builds. And we're going to cut over to Joe and Jake at a fancy schmancy dinner. And uh, Joe can... She's trying to lead this conversation. And she can basically tell that that Jake's got something on his mind. Right. So she's telling a funny story. And Jake is just really aloof. And out of nowhere, Jake's just like, you know what? You should take the money. I've been thinking about it. You should really take the money. Yeah, from- he's having a real hard time with this. Right. And Joe was just like, Jake, I told you I'm too proud to take the money. I don't want the money. He's like, what are you, rich? You're Only just- rich people don't take money. You're just throwing it away. Right. And she says, I threw away my old life so I could have my own life. And that's when he tells Joe that he actually got laid off. Right. And Joe goes to pay for the bill. She's like, don't worry about it. And then her card comes back declined. And then Joe's like, do you have any cash on you, Jake? And he's like, what, are you kidding me? Of course not. I got laid off. (laughs) So Joe's stuck with the bill. We don't really know how that resolves. Like, did they pay it? Do they have to do dishes? Do they dine and dash? I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Jake just knocked out everyone at the restaurant <laughs> and they left. So we go back to shooters and Allison is still sitting at a table by herself. She orders a second soda water and lime, so it's been a while. And she tells the server, like, this is my last one and then I'm leaving. <laughs> Who does that? Well, because I think they want to establish that she's been there for a, a while. Right. And then we see a man walk up behind her, put his hands over her eyes. Yeah. And she goes, oh, Billy, stop. And she's like, you don't have to go through all this trouble. And then the mm. mystery man leans down. <laughs> Lo and behold. And we see his face come into the frame. <laughs> And it is Keith. Yup. Keith's back. That same Keith that was married and they had a whole big to-do and they... Grabby, Allison, grabby Keith. Yeah, grab, Grabby McGrabberton. We thought that we were done with him. He's been tested, though. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> I'm clean. I've been tested. <laughs> 
So, um, of course, Allison is very surprised because she was really thinking it was going to be Billy. I did too until Dan ruined it and was like, oh, it's totally Keith. And I'm like, it's going to be Keith. I really thought it was going to be Billy. No way. Um, But she's like, gosh, Keith, didn't I tell you I don't want to see you anymore? Why did you do this? You tricked me. And she tries to leave, and he's up to his old tricks again. He grabs grabs her. her. Grabs her hard. He loves grabbing. And then he says the funniest shit to her. He's like, Allison, I only didn't tell you one thing. And she's like, one thing? Yeah, that you were married. It's the biggest freaking thing you can keep from me, you idiot. Oh, my gosh. So they, I don't know how, but he, like, gets her to stay there. He's like. Yeah, he's like, Allison, the only thing separating us from love is you. I still love you. I know that you love me. So many nights I've picked up the phone wanting to call you, but knew that you didn't want to hear me on the other end. And I had to get you out this way because there was just no other way that you would accept my phone calls or even see me. And just like that, she's back in the arms of Keith. And, you know, this is a rebound. She's basically like, well, Billy, Billy's got Amanda. I might as well just fall back with Keith. And then I'll at least have something to keep me occupied. Right. And he tells her that he's not married anymore. Right. And he walks her home from Shooter's. And there's there there's some tension at the door, and she's like, Keith, we're not back together. I gotta take this slow, and so that means kiss, make out with him. <laughs> well, he's like, well, in that case, can I at least kiss you goodnight on our first date? And then she does her little Allison. Am I happy? Am I sad? <laughs> and I think she just says, K. <laughs> And so they have a little goodnight kiss. She walks in. To, this is my funny. This is the funniest scene of the the episode for me. Yeah, good job, Billy. You were actually funny. I love this scene, actually. She walks in and Billy is pissed. He's like, um, hello? Where have you been? What the hell is going on? And, and Allison's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I was supposed to talk to you tonight. And Billy is like, yeah, Amanda called and is really ticked off because apparently I sent her roses. And, of course, I sent you roses. And, of course, I didn't do that. And I tried to explain that to her, but really didn't have any time to because she hung up on me. And, and he's like, and then I think you sent the roses to yourself. <laughs> yeah. And he like goes on and on about how he saw like a dateline or something where someone sent roses to themselves and they were like a psycho. And it was really very funny. And, yeah. And she has to explain like they were from Keith. Right. And we all know how Billy feels about Keith. He is not a fan. Dun, dun, dun. And um, Allison kind of justifies all of this by saying, you know, Billy, I think I was just lonely after um, the breakup with Keith and I displaced some of my emotions on you and you wouldn't want to date me anyway, would you? And then Billy is just like, yeah, it's the last thing I'd want to do before jumping in front of a train. (laughs) 
was like, that is really harsh. Billy's a real nice guy. Real nice guy. <laughs> and Allison's just like, Billy, are you mad at me? And he's like, no, love is crazy. And I'm happy. I'm with Amanda. You be with Keith. And we don't even have to like delve into this whole, like our feelings about each other crap. Mm-hmm. So now we're off to Joe and Jake. They're laying in bed. And Jake is having an epiphany. And then Joe is trying to get this information out of him, much like a little boy would get the information out of Lassie. And she's like, what is it, Jake? Come on. Tell me, boy. What's going on? (laughs) And he's like, I I could run that shop. It could be my shop. And uh, she's like, yeah, you're right. You could run that bike shop. You should run that bike shop. And uh, they basically get the idea for Jake to go to the bank, get a loan, and get the shop. So Jake is getting ready the next day to go to the bank and ask for a loan. And he pulls out the best outfit he's got. And it is a jean button-up shirt oh god with a tie and i think and it's like a a purple velvet blazer yep and uh khaki pants and timberland boots yep and here's the thing here's the thing with this so this is i mean this is what i've noticed in the 90s is that one they wear ties with collars that button shut and in my experience, I've learned that you should not do that. And then they also wear pants with belt loops with no belts. That's also a no-no. If your pant has, if your pants have belt loops, you should be wearing a belt. If your shorts tucked in. Period. That's 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 my rules. You do not wear a belt. In- I wear a belt with anything that has a belt loop. All the time. I'm sorry. I don't know 100%. the ins and outs of men's fashion etiquette. Yeah. Why, you know, you have utilities there. Like, you're supposed to do it. I don't know. I, I was raised, you do not wear a tie with a collar that buttons shut. You know? Really? No, the, I don't. On the little bottom collar. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. But Let I... me know if I'm crazy, guys. Write us an email or, or tweet at us or, or whatever. But that's, that's a no-no. So... Joe has built Jake up all morning and they're very excited to go to the bank and Jake goes on over. He's feeling like a million bucks. He sits down and who is the bank representative, the loan officer that he's talking to? And this has to be a joke because it's win Ben Stein's money. I don't think that was out yet. No? No. Well, maybe this is a... A prequel. Well, the the loan officer is Ben Stein. It's Ben Stein. So, you know, he says in his very Ben Steinish voice, I'm sorry, Mr. Hansen. You have no collateral and no experience owning a business. So we're not giving you any kind of a loan. Yeah, and anyone Jake, you gotta get better friends because anyone would have told you that. Yeah. They'd he, be like, Hey, before you go to this bank Jake, do you have any money? No. Do you have a college education? Nope. Do you have an, a, a business plan? Do you have an outline? Do you have any references? Nope. Do you have 
anything other than, oh, I want to buy a bike shop. I got my, my GED six weeks ago. <laughs> uh, that's about it. And I was dating this girl who was in like 10th grade. <laughs> oh, man. Well, basically, Ben Sign is like, look, we would never give you a loan. The only exception would be if you had 25% to put down, yeah. and that's it. And uh, Ben Stein's money was in 1997. Yeah. So maybe maybe, maybe this was the idea. This was the inception of win Ben Stein's money. This was. Jake was trying to win, win Ben Stein's money. That's right. Um, so now we go to D&D, and... Amanda? Someone, someone is suing Max Advantage. Yeah, Maximum Advantage for their bra design. It's probably Joe. Joe Reynolds taking tit pics. <laughs> so uh, Amanda and Allison talk, and they make sure is everything okay with us. And Allison is like, "Look, I'd really love to have you over for dinner. I'm gonna have Keith over, and you and Billy can, you know, we can all get together and kind of put all of this behind us." And they agree, and that plan is set in motion. Now we cut back to Jake at Jake's place. Joe, of course, shows up with some grub again, and he ma- he does make a comment saying. I don't think I've ever opened this door without you having a ton of food in your hands. Yeah, remember all that Chinese food she brought over? And then that big old baguette. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, look, this this is what I do when someone is upset. I come come with food. Right. So Joe brings it up to to Jake that she's going to take the divorce settlement money, the 50 grand, and she wants to give it to Jake and invest it. And Jake is basically like, hell no, fuck no. And dude, saw this coming a mile away because Jake is always pushing money away and not taking it. Right. And he (laughs) says, look, if I took that money from you, you would own me just like they owned you. And I'm not going to let you do this. And Joe says, no, this is an investment. I believe in you. I, I am in the position to give you the money. Why won't you let me help? And he flat out just gets upset and is like, no. So she is like, well, you know what? The tacos were three bucks and the beer was two. Pay it. You can go ahead and send me a mail, a check in the mail. And I'm like, where the hell did she get all that food for five bucks? Because I want that. <laughs> a and six pack of beer for two dollars. It was Coors Light, though. It's probably oh, worth yeah, bucks. trying to act fancy like you don't drink Coors Light. I mean, oh, shut it. You I've been love known. Coors Light. Yeah, I know. I've been known, but two bucks. Damn. So now we're off to the double date dinner. Um, and they're in a heated discussion, all four of them, about uh, how terrible advertising is, f- but like advertising. For the like nonprofit environmental group, right? But just saying that advertising, the whole purpose of it is to get rich, and in advertising for the earth, that they can't make any money out of it, so nobody is paying attention to the real problems of the world, which is the environment, right? And Amanda is ripping into Keith, just shooting him down at every corner, and Allison and Billy. They go to the kitchen to sort of like up do some upkeep 
because I guess they're to get some coffee. Yeah, they're hosting and whatever. And there's a moment where Billy is like, "Will you cool off, Shamu, the politically correct whale?" <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Good job, Billy. Billy was funny in this one. Good job. Um, and then of course there you can hear them in the kitchen. You can hear them from the kitchen arguing. They come back. Um, Allison and Billy come back from the kitchen and. Keith and Amanda are at each other other's throats, and Amanda says, I find your remarks very pompous and irritating. Billy, please take me home. Yikes. Yeah, she's like, I can't hear another word of this. Yeah. And then Keith, Ouch. Keith is like, oh gosh, I feel like I ruined the entire evening, Allison. I'm so sorry. And she's like, please. Amanda was absolutely baiting you, Keith. And besides, I'm glad that we're alone. We have a little bit of time now to hang out and get reacquainted. Yeah. And Allison starts cleaning up, blows out some candles. Keith uses this as his moment to like get some and get in the bedroom and he's like why don't we go to the bedroom and allison shoots him down she's like no asshole i told you take it we're taking it slow get your creepiness off of me (laughs) so we cut to amanda and billy walking down the street and amanda again is like thanks for taking me out of there i'm sorry i lost my temper but that guy is like terrible and they talk about well we didn't get our coffee uh, you want to go grab some coffee somewhere? And Amanda's like, I have coffee at my place. Let's just go there. Mm-hmm. And it don't mean coffee. Oh, we see that in a couple scenes ahead. Yep. So Jake goes to visit Joe. He knocks on her door, asks if they can talk. And you can tell that Joe's been hurt by the whole situation. She lets him in but goes right back to her desk and continues to work. And Jake acknowledges that he was rude and um, he just does. And Joe says, well, that's fine, but I just don't want to argue with you anymore. And then, of course, Jake brings up his dad again. Again, he says something about his dad. Talk about your mom, the drunk, (laughs) the drunkie. But he says, my dad was so afraid to take anything from anybody or give anything to anybody. And I feel like that some of that fear has been instilled in me. And I'm really trying to work on this, but does your offer still stand? I'd really like to take that money now. (laughs) And she's like, yep, of course it still stands. Here's the money. And he's all happy. And he's like, I'm going to take you somewhere. And they get on the bike and they go break into Rusty's (laughs) and they pop open some champagne and they're sitting on like milk crates drinking this champagne like they own the place yeah well hopefully he's going to be able to get the loan but they're celebrating um getting this bike shop and they're gonna call it jake's bikes yeah and so now we cut back to amanda's apartment where billy is sort of just hanging out turns around and amanda's in this little hot red sexy little nighty number is it though i mean no, he's Billy is looking out. Maybe for the nineties. Um, yeah, Am- Amanda's balcony. He's like, "Oh, Amanda, I'm really enjoying your view." And then Amanda comes out of the bathroom in this. It's like, like a a sateen, like just cheapy red robe, nothing special. And she comes out and she's like, "Billy, 
how about this view? And he's like, oh, I like that view a lot better. So they go to the bed and they start, you know, kissing. And he's like, wow, well, most of the girls I've been with sleep in t-shirts and football jerseys. And that's when Amanda goes, well, Billy. You're with a woman now. (laughs) And he goes, oh, it's about time. Barf. And then (laughs) um, Amanda says, do you have to tell Allison you're not coming home tonight? And then Billy says, Allison? Allison who? Allison who? (laughs) And then she starts, she like takes off his belt. And at this point I was like, is she going to start hitting him with that thing? Well, she starts like playfully like whipping him in the chest. And I got to get, Andrew Shue is very in shape. He has like a 24 pack. He has a six pack. That's about it. No, he, I mean, like, he is very, very in shape. He looks really good. He's scrawny. He has no, he's no body fat. Well, they start making out the camera pans. We can all assume what transpires over that evening. Oh, they get it on. And then we see the credits. Yep. Allison who? So, to recap... Allison is back with Keith. Ugh. Joe takes husband's divorce money and is going to open up a bike shop with Jake. Rhonda and Terrence visit an experimental dance recital. (laughs) Amanda and Billy sleep together. And Matt, Jane, and Michael have died in a plane crash. They're no longer on the show. Where are you guys? Yeah. That's about it. That kind of sums it up. Not a ton of meat in this episode, but again, I really think we're setting the stage for some great drama down the road. All right, let's bang through these 90s moments. Minute made orange juice. Remember that? I remember that. Uh, Joe's choker at dinner. Love that. That was a oh. really thick, thick black that choker. That baby's coming back. I want me a whole closet full of chokers. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking someone on a date to an ice rink. That used to be like ice rink or the roller rink. Like ice rink or roller rink. Like I, I used to chill at the ice rink and then smoke cigarettes behind it when I was like 14. Rebel, rebel. Um, the whole putting your hands over someone's eyes from the back and playing guess who? That is that doesn't I happen. Think babies so, do that. <laughs> if somebody did that, if somebody did that to somebody today, they would mace them or tase them. Yeah, it would not be taken to yeah pleasantly. yeah. No one's playing guess who anymore. The Doctor Ruth reference. Mm-hmm. Jake's um, jean shirt. Oh yeah, who could forget that? Using the word "ticked off." Using that phrase, remember, like, that really ticks me off. I'm really ticked off at you right now. Yeah. Um, Food being $3 and beer being 2 (laughs) God, please, take me back to the 90s just for that. Jenny, all of these episodes have a lesson. Oh, yes. What is your lesson? I say make sure you know who the flowers are before you meet someone out. That's a good lesson. Yeah. Mine... I've I've sampled from the late great notorious B.I.G. Oh, let's hear it. Can, but you must rap it. Alright. Fuck bitches, get money. Fuck bitches, <laughs> get money. 
<laughs> it's just just uh, from the point of view of Jake. Jake gets that money and Billy <laughs> fucks bitches, right? It's a, why is it from the male perspectives? I'm a male. Okay. I'm giving a male perspective of Melrose Place recaps. Now it's time for my favorite segment, Bitch of the Week. I'm a boss ass bitch, 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 bitch. I'm a boss ass To recap bitch. last week, I voted for Billy to be the bitch of the week. One, because he was unattentive to Allison when he was pulling her on the boat when they were water skiing and he was just a total dick and he waited for amanda for drinks for an hour and a half that is a very bitchy thing to do and if you'll remember my vote was for allison because i feel like she was trying to dictate the relationship between billy and amanda way too much that she was really getting into places that she didn't need to be so, Twitter, you've spoken, and you have voted for your bitch of the week. Who is it, Dan? With a landslide victory, Jenny. <gasps> Woo! Allison was the bitch by 67% of the vote. Oh, that's two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. I don't think I've won yet. Oh, I can pick them. <clears throat> well, this is your opportunity, Dan. If you want to vote for our Bitches of the Week, you got to get on Twitter and you got to check out Melrose Pod and vote on well, Tuesdays. Dan, for this episode, who are you nominating for Bitch of the Week? You know, it's hard. This was a hard one. But I'm going to vote Amanda as the Bitch of the Week for the first time. You agree? I got to agree. Yep. I got to tell you, Amanda... In my view, I think we're really starting to see these layers and her little conniving um, backstabbery. I mean, that whole... How? Go ahead. If you're the boss and you're dating your employee's roommate, you don't bring that up at work. That's the first thing she said to Allison was... Hey, are we okay? And then when you weren't, you give an attitude. Yeah, and You're then a bitch, man. and then walking away, and then sitting down that little side eye glare, like little glare Very that she bitchy. like. I was like, oh, that is horrible. Yeah, and then how she attacks Keith at and, dinner. Uh, listen, I got. I don't care for Keith. Uh, and of course, I want to save the environment, but I think anybody that goes that overboard just meeting someone for the first time, I'm like, I can't get down with someone like that. But how she's dishing it out, I mean, she tells it like it is. He is irritating. He is annoying. Um, but I think that she could have handled that with a lot to more tell grace. tell somebody, like, I can't listen to a minute more of this. Billy, take me home. Yeah, I just... I, Very bitchy. And I don't know, I kind of think that we see a little, like, her true colors are coming out. So, you know, I think... Uh, Al, I mean, I think on Twitter I'm able to make a poll where they can pick. Right, so if you agree with us, let us know. But if there's somebody else in if, the episode... we're missing something ...that here. you feel should be named Bitch of the Week for episode number 23, um, we're happy to take a look at that. Let us know. 
So, now it's time to rename this episode. Jenny, what do you got? You're going to be proud of me. I hope so. Oh, don't look at my paper. What is it? Okay, so this episode is named My New Partner. But if I could rename it, I would name it Pear Skating on Thin Ice. Pear Skating? Yeah, that's what they call, like, double skating. They call it pear skating. So... Couples skating on thin ice because it is reminiscent of the date that Amanda and Billy went on. And I think that all of the couples, all three, are all being set up for some disasters. Hmm. It's like everybody is like happy and like, oh, we're in love and we're having a good time. But really, I think some shit is about to go down. And I think that they're all on thin ice. You went deep. Thanks. I like it. Okay. Well, what's yours? Mine is a double entendre. Oh, let's hear it. Laid off. (laughs) Dude, I like yours so much better. Billy gets laid. Jake is laid off. Oh, I thought that mine was so clever too, but yours is way better. Sorry. You're the best. So how about some predictions? We forgot to do this last episode. Yeah, sorry about that. I predict and I know that Keith goes absolutely banana sandwich. (laughs) Uh, Okay. And I've got uh, Allison just fills with jealousy and leads her and Amanda down a a path of evil. Yeah, I mean, I think that we saw a little preview this week, but shit is about to get really bad at D&D. It's about I to go really down. think that all of this drama that's going on between Amanda and Allison with the whole Billy Love triangle and really like mixing up their personal lives, Amanda is going to make Allison's life hell at D&D. So I think we're really going to see that I think maybe Rhonda and Terrence are going to elope. I think that they're just kind of do their own thing and get out of, like, I mean, they're phasing them out of the show anyways. It's like, why not? Well, I mean, what? There's like eight episodes left? I don't know. Maybe three. Um, I think that Joe is going to want way too much control over Jake's business uh, because she does have that, like, controlling kind of a streak. And I really think that that is going to cause a lot of problems for them. That's a good observation because she was like, he was like, so you're a silent partner, right? Right. And I guess she was like, kind of. I think that was a little foreshadowing. And that's what kind of pop made this get in my head. Because Mm. I think that that she's going to be more involved in the day-to-day operations than what Jake is going to want her to be. Yeah. She's going to meddle. Because I think we're going to figure out that, like, Jake isn't good with money or anything. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that that's a given. Um, And then, are Jane and Michael even on the show anymore? They better be. I mean, do we have any storylines coming up with them? I I dare... It's got to be Kimberly. I, I mean, I'd like to say that we're going to see a little bit of them next episode. But each time you do that, we never see them. So That's why I stopped saying it. I was like, <laughs> fuck it. I want Sydney back. I want Kimberly back. I want Michael. I need I need you. I need you guys. Well, we time will only tell. We shall see. Mr. K's mad. Thanks for toying with him. Yeah. Still my favorite line. Okay, we got 
some iTunes reviews. Sorry, <laughs> Apple Apple Podcast reviews. Now we ask you guys to write in, give us a rate and review, and we'll read it on the show. So we're making good on that promise. Now this one is from C Nielsen thirty. 90s flashback. This makes me laugh to go back and remember and learn all the exciting and interesting things about Melrose Place. Five stars. Thanks, Thank C. Nielsen. You. You're awesome. You're absolutely awesome. Now, if you want to help out Melrose Pod, we ask that you share our stuff. Get on Twitter. Retweet us. Get on Facebook. Get the word out. If someone doesn't know about podcasts, tell them about it. Just let's spread this thing like wildfire, if you man. Have any Melrose Place fans or 90210 fans in your life, let them know about us. Yeah, let them know, man. Let them know. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Melrose Pod. Our email is melrosepod at gmail.com. All you got to do is send us a question, comment, concern, and we will answer it. Whatever it is. And we're on patreon.com slash melrosepod if you want to contribute to our little podcast and help us grow. Yay. Well, thanks so much for listening. (laughs) Okay, guys. Bye. Later. (laughs)